Hi everybody, John Ramsden here from the Learning and Development Department at Lorraine Lee, welcoming you to another Inspiring Each Other podcast. And to get the podcast in today, we're going to catch up with a lovely lady from Western Australia. She's one of our district leaders and her name is Tony O'Day. Well, welcome Tony O'Day to our program this morning, all the way from Western Australia. Thanks, John. Uh, It's great to have you on the program here. So what are we going to be talking about with you this morning? Well, I'd love to talk to you about being ordinary. About being ordinary. Okay, that that sounds really ordinary. So (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) Well, I come from a long line of ordinary people, um, successful ordinary people. Okay, you're going to have to explain that one to me. (laughs) All right, well, I'll introduce you to three of my family members. Please. My mum um, wasn't a particularly showy person, quite ordinary. She loved her polo tops and her Ugg boots, but she was extremely successful at whatever she put her mind to. Whatever she was doing at the time, she had super focus. What a mum. Who else you got there? My mum's mum, my nana is ordinary too. There is no massive achievements that you'll ever hear about about her. I haven't noticed any Nobel Prizes or Olympic gold medals on the mantelpiece. <laughs> uh, but she is the most beautiful person you'll ever meet. Very generous and loving. And of course, I find her life story so amazing. She has endured and survived things most people would struggle with. And yet in the world's eyes, she would appear to be ordinary. Okay, I think I'm starting to get the picture here. Go ahead. All right, so my last one, my dad. He's another example of ordinariness. He just turned 70 a couple of weeks ago. He's a farmer, and it would be rare to hear someone using the expression extraordinary when describing a farmer. They're just not considered to be a typical go-to example of extraordinary people. Uh, But he goes about his day, like other farmers, doing farmer things. The difference is he does them every single day. Could you imagine doing the same job, the same tasks every single day for 50 years? Uh, No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he doesn't just do them. He's always looking for a better way to do what he does. Can we do this more effectively? Can we do it more efficiently? Can we do it in a more eco-friendlier way? Those Mm. sorts of things. So what I'm putting forward here is that being ordinary doesn't have to mean that you're average or boring. For me, it means I can go about my day being extraordinary in little areas like my family have always done, being focused, generous, seeking knowledge, teaching and all the other things that make me the best version of me without the pressure to be amazing. I love my ordinariness. I think you may have just invented a new word actually, Tony, ordinariness. I'm loving that one already. Uh, So what you're saying then is that even though the world may not know your name, it doesn't mean that you can't be successful or extraordinary, eh? Okay, let me ask you this then. Do you ever find yourself competing or comparing yourself to others? Absolutely. It's such a human thing to do. But when I catch myself doing that, I realise I'm not being the best version of me. And that a comparison to someone else or a particular situation should only be made to be inspired by that personal situation. So when I catch myself doing that kind of stuff, I have to give myself a good talking to. So it's sort of like you've been cheating on yourself as to who you are sort of thing. Yeah, comparison should only be made to aspire to or be inspired by. Never judge your worth by someone else's story. It's okay to want to be like them, but you don't want to, and you can't, 
be them. That's so true. I, I can't even begin to count the times as a kid, even a teenager, that I copied somebody's behaviour that you know I admired. I mean, even as a young kid, I played baseball. I loved baseball. And I remember trying to emulate the pitching actions of all my favourite players in the US so I could be just like them because they were so great at what they did. Uh, so, Tony, then, as a self-confessed ordinary person, how do you go about looking at success then? I think the first thing you need to know is what you're grateful for. Mm. What is it about you that is more than ordinary? I think heaps of people find it hard to actually say out loud what is so good about themselves. And maybe some don't even know. It's such a fun thing to ask your friends what's so good about you, like why they like you. I remember one of my friends said to me a few years ago, I love that you're so level-headed. And I'd always thought this made me boring. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She went on to say that I was her balance and helped her not get herself into so many pickles with her mouth, if you know what I mean. I know what you mean because I have a number of pickles in my mouth often, actually. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was such an amazing feeling to know that just being me was exactly what my friend needed. And to check in then on how that worked within my family and my business, being level-headed is a big bonus. That's so true, Tony. Uh, I think often you find, particularly with people that have got low self-esteem, that until their gifting or particular ability or character trait is pointed out to them by a friend or even somebody they've only known a short time, they don't even realise themselves that they were doing certain things really well or that people were helped or uplifted by them simply by them being who they are. I know as a pastor of a church, I've often heard time and time again at funerals from relatives and friends about the wonderful and often understated qualities of a person who uh, may have passed away from this life without realising even what effect they'd had on people simply by their own actions and example. That's so true. And once you're grateful and accepting of who you are, it's so much easier to be happy for other people. And, and the jealousy or comparison thing goes right out the door. As it should, that's right. I mean, in the business I'm in, there are lots of people who do the same job faster, with more flair, uh, bigger than I do it. I look at some of those people and just say, wow. Uh, But then I look closer and see if there's something that they're doing that I can adapt to me and how I do things. That's the thing about success. There is plenty to go around and you can learn from others around you. Along with all of that is the fact that ordinary people need goals just like the superstars. Good point. We need to make sure they are what we want to achieve. Your goals need to make your heart sing, not someone else's. And when they are the right goals for you, you'll do the work to achieve them. I think this is where many of us fall down. We're trying to achieve what someone else has done to be like them or because we think that their goals or ideas must be the best ones because they're so talented at what they do rather than working to achieve what we want. I fell into this trap many years ago when I first moved up the ranks with my company. For a very long time, I tried to be like the people I saw being successful, tried to dress like them, speak like them, act like them, but this was so uncomfortable and so exhausting. I totally understand, Tony, because I wanted to be like a Kenyan marathon runner and I found that terribly exhausting. (laughs) Well, you're not Kenyan. That's true. And And I'm not a runner, I can tell you that too. (laughs) And, you know, I found it so uncomfortable and so exhausting because it wasn't me. Um, Since working out that I'm perfectly perfect being me, life is so much simpler and heaps more fun. Beautiful. And I tell you what, the goals are so much easier to achieve as well. Well spoken. I'm loving this stuff. I tell you what, I remember at one of our conferences a few years ago hearing from a speaker, Mary Christensen, and she used the analogy of a goal being a balloon. Your goal is tied to a pole in the middle of a crowd. And as you can imagine, 
one little balloon would be quite hard to see in a crowd, right? Correct. So Mary suggested we add extra balloons so it was so visible that we couldn't miss it. The extra balloons were our milestones along the way, the emotions tied to our goal. So in other words, what earning the goal would mean to us and our families and stuff like that. And all the other good things that achieving that goal would bring. You see, investing in those extra balloons would mean that your goal would always be in sight, even if you compared them to someone else's goals and they felt quite ordinary. Yeah. So right now, my company has a trip to Fiji for free up for grabs. Yes, we do. This is one of my big gold balloons at the moment. The other balloons I've got tied with that are my milestone balloons. So they are a new leader promoting out, a minimum of two personal recruits, and then the sales targets for both me and my team. Then I've got my emotional pull balloons added on there, so you can see it's getting bigger. So these are how I'll feel when I achieve my goal, and also the thought that I'm deserving for that goal, because I'm going to work my bum off in the next couple of months to get this. Good for you, good for you. I can yeah. see you already in a grass skirt. Yeah, bulla bulla, John. <laughs> and <laughs> another one that I've got there is I can't wait to be in CG with the other achievers of this because they're amazing people and I want to be around them. Yeah, nice one. I love being around them. So I've also got a few extra balloons and I like to call them Yahoo balloons. A Yahoo balloon. Okay, so you're going to bring a bunch of Yahoos with you to Fiji? Yeah, why not? (laughs) (laughs) So my Yahoo balloons are things that I'll get along the way because I'm going for my goal. Okay. So one of them is the money in my bank account. I, like heaps of people, have a mortgage. And I don't know about you, but I cannot wait to see the back of that baby. You are living in my life. You're living in my life, Tony. I just can't wait to get that title back in my house instead of in the bank. (laughs) (laughs) Another one of my Yahoo balloons is helping others achieve their goals. So I absolutely love helping people get what they want. So that's a really, really important thing for me. So you get the idea? Yep, totally getting you, Tony. So now I have my balloons in clear view. They are sticking out like a sore thumb. But they are attached to a pole. They aren't moving anywhere. I have to move towards them. Uh-huh. This is where it gets real. Taking steps towards your goal by doing the work. The little things that each day, each week and each month will have you achieving your goals. You see, the key to being an ordinary person and achieving your goals is to decide on a goal and the action steps to getting it. And guess what? The key to being an extraordinary person and achieving goals is exactly the same thing. Do the work consistently. And actually, there is one last really important step amongst all of this, and that you have to remember to celebrate. Not just when you achieve your big goals, but also your little wins and your failures. Every win and every fail means that you're doing something. Yeah. One ordinary step at a time you are getting closer to your extraordinary goal. So the whole deal is like be extraordinary at being you because nobody else can do that as good as you basically, eh? Got it in one, John. Well, thank you, Tony. Hey, anything that you can say to those ordinary people out there just like you and me? Okay, well, if you think you're ordinary, I think you're wrong. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, But I would encourage you to use the talents you have, and you do have them, Just use them to the best of your ability and enjoy them in the process because that, in my eyes at least, is extraordinary. 
Thank you, Tony. Hey, thanks for being with us on the program. We're going to let you fly back to Western Australia. You provided us with some great stuff there, Tony, some good things to think about, particularly for those of us who are ordinary and maybe think that maybe now we can be extraordinary about being ordinary. So thank you so much for being on the program. Thanks, John. Well, what a delight to catch up with Tony O'Day today on our podcast and what great life reminders we've been given too, hey? Uh, she's right when she says that quite often there's something extraordinary about those who consider themselves ordinary. So who do you see like that? Who could you in the next week go to and let them know that they're extraordinary in their ordinariness? Interesting, hey? I'm John Ramsden. I'll be with you next time we cast the pod. But until then, embrace your ordinariness. Bye for now. Is ordinariness really a word? Yes, it is. Oh, it is? Okay.